and we are live. Adam, do you uh, do you want me to say your last name? Yeah, I, that's fine. It's okay, I, I do get the odd uh, anonymous uh, person yeah. that wants to come on there. I did a podcast a couple weeks ago with someone that's really deep into the whole free Britney movement and stuff, so she wanted to be uh, kept anonymous. Um, but yeah, no, I just want to. So Adam, Boudreau, is it Boudreau? Boudreau, yeah. Boudreau, perfect. You are located in Port Alberni, British Columbia, on the Vancouver Island. Phenomenal. So nice to uh, to chat with you, to have you on this podcast. I know somehow we would have met through Mrs. Dr. Taylor Bean. Um, That's right, yeah. She is a phenomenal human being. Um, I was sad to see her move away, but don't blame her. And I'm glad that we have things, you know, the technology to allow us to, um, connect still and stay connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's helpful these days for sure. Which is, it's also kind of weird. I think, I feel like you would probably agree with this as connected as we are, as convenient as stuff like this is. I have to say we're we're more disconnected than ever. It's crazy. I agree completely. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's pushing people away. Yeah, I've I've seen different social aspects of it and different um, people talking about it, discussing it how it's how it's affecting even how we socialize. You know, the, the children. It's it's changing quite a bit. Yeah, it's it it's scary. It is. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about it yesterday because my mom always used to say like, oh, it was like that when we we're, you know, I was your age. No, sorry, mom. It was not. Nothing is like what it was in the past anymore. Right? No, people, people seem to think it is. There's a lot of people holding on to these past ideas and it's just, you know, the whole going back to normal thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think ever can happen again. No, <laughs> I, no. and and nor should it be. Again, yeah. we were talking yeah. about it earlier. I'm, I'm I'm following the Ghislaine Maxwell trial because the media doesn't. And yeah, those that want to go back to normal, I don't think understood what normal was before. And no. you know, no. I think that that's really you know. <laughs> We talk about people waking up, um, or as as I like to explain it, becoming aware of what's been going on. Yeah, I don't think once you know what has gone on, you don't want to go back to normal. You don't want to stay in this. This is a disaster. This is a, uh, the what's yeah. going on over the last couple of years is, you know, uh, in my in the future, this is something that we could potentially even work on because um, I could see a healing center being over on the island. Um, but I want to open a healing center where we can have all sorts of different modalities in treating things like PTSD. There's not going to be anybody that comes out of this without some sort of PTSD. We've had, you know, people having to leave jobs, relationships, and it's just, it's screwed everything around. And when the dust settles, people are going to need to deal with their trauma. I think that's actually a really big reason why we're in the situation that we're in. Uh, We have generations and generations of trauma that's never really been dealt with properly yeah yeah absolutely you know uh, generational trauma yeah compounds and you know a lot of people don't understand what's going on they're in this place they feel this way and yeah it's it's really hard to deal with 
uh, but a group of different practitioners to come and combat it yep. or support it, you know, from, from different angles is, is crucial. Like it's so important. Like, um, mm-hmm. I, as a holistic nutritionist, I look at it from that standpoint, I take as many angles as I can, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not a professional in all these different areas. People need to go and try different things, whether it's, you know, physical type of therapy, some work for some people, mm-hmm. some works for others. You know, it depends on the connection you have with the practitioner as well. Uh, really important thing. But things work for some people. They don't work for other people. That goes with supplementation. It yep. goes with, you know, prescription drugs, all trials of anything never really come out stating that it's going to work for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know, that's where I get frustrated is this cookie cutter solution with, you know, what we're talking about here. Um, as if everybody's got to get it done or else, you know, it's just, it's wild to me that the ineffectiveness of a drug for the first time ever is being blamed on the people not taking it. What? Yeah, it's really, absurd it's um week to week i'm just i don't know just bombarded (laughs) with the ridiculousness of what the media says like for a while it was just like you know you could forecast it in a way it's like okay well they're gonna say probably say this next week yep and they did say it without any increase in data yep or any new information it's just that's what they're gonna say yep you know and then it rolls out and (laughs) <laughs> you know, they like to choose like all the data coming from, say, Israel or wherever it's coming out of the UK, um, mm-hmm. countries that actually are a little more open on sharing their data. Yeah, uh, it's you can look at that, but we know our government isn't looking that yep. at that or or they're not using it to change policies. Yeah, they're, they're not using it to uh, keep the citizens informed mm-hmm. and uh and it's, it's a shame, you know, it's just, it's just a downright shame. It, it is, it, it, it is a shame, but I also do believe, um, you know, I got my head in the sky cause I'd rather have it there than up my ass, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I do have a lot of hope for our future. Uh, I do believe that we have gone and are going through all of this for a reason. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I do believe a lot of this was to wake people up to what's going on. You know, you look at the timing of certain things happening and things going down, and it it's very plausible that this was to wake people up. Not everybody's going to wake up. Some people are going to, you know, snooze and, and miss the bus to, to your next class and therefore yeah. have to retake class it's all, all, all sorts of different ways of looking at it it's painful to to us to our ego <laughs> because we get you know we want the people that we know and love to get it but they don't no matter how much you slam it in their face and so you got to just be at peace with that and it's that's one of the more challenging things but getting back to the cookie cutter thing i want to talk to you about this because this just happened last night and i find it quite interesting um i have a cannabis company that i run a distribution company and um and so it's where it's called conscious distribution 
Our goal is to help people reestablish and maintain the balance that many people have lost. Um, CBD and cannabis is a great way of doing that. Um, THC has always been something that has been a part of me, but my blood type is THC, essentially. I have a very strong <laughs> tolerance to it. Um, but here's the funny thing. And, and again, this is there's no cookie-cutter solution. So last night, my wife and I sat down and had dinner. We were having... Uh, I made a, a really nice spaghetti and the pasta sauce from scratch and everything on Sunday, and we had leftovers for that, so we threw it in the oven and put some cheese on top of it. Fantastic. She picked up a salad dressing, a Caesar salad dressing that was a natural dressing. Because the more I learn about salad dressings, the more I understand how fucking terrible they are for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which we can get back into that, and I want to hear from from your end on it. But okay, so my blood type is THC or CBD, whichever one you want to go with. Yeah, and anything with hemp hearts for whatever reason, does not sit well with me. So I'm like halfway through my spaghetti and I'm like, fuck, I don't feel good. (laughs) I'm like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to puke. And my wife's sitting here like, what the, what the fuck? She's like, we've been together for six years and she's never seen me get sick. Like outside of hangovers. I've had a few doozy hangovers, <laughs> but I don't get sick because I focus on something that we'll get into in a mi- in a bit um, here. But she was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then I started getting all red, and you know, and, and this has happened before with with hemp hearts and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm trying to trying to go through it. I'm like, was it the smoothie I had in the afternoon? Because some of that came up when I puked, but I'm like, no, I've had that same smoothie many, many times. And then she goes and checks the salad dressing and it had hemp hearts in it. And I'm like, yep, there it is. Took a couple of Benadryl and I was good to go after about an hour or two, but it was, uh, there was times where I'm like, holy shit, this is it. This is how it ends. Like I've like, we're going, they're ascending to 5D and this is how it goes. I'm like, <laughs> like just trying to like stay calm because I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to the hospital because I'm not. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but the whole point is you, hemp hearts is something that is quite popular these days. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never heard of anyone in that situation. However, um, I subleased out of a dental, dental office here and I was talking to the receptionist and her husband, um, I think has the same thing or one of her husband's friends. And anyways, she, she was saying if the, the hemp hearts aren't washed properly, there's the Selamina or Semolina or something like that on it. Uh, same thing as with quinoa. She has, she has that effect when she has quinoa that isn't washed off properly. Yeah, well, it's it is a seed, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, everyone's different. Yeah, uh, but but all plants have, you know, protection mechanisms for their survival. Yep, their plant seeds are little plant babies, yep. so they don't want them to be destroyed. Uh, and being destroyed is being eaten and consumed. Uh, so they're yeah, the protective films they have. That's why. Mm. Uh, you would want to soak and sprout grains. It's really the, the best way to eat them, whatever the grain may be. Mm-hmm. 
Weston A. Price Foundation's uh, sort of guides to uh, grains and that kind of thing is really the best approach to it. The thing with eating grains and uh, legumes as well, they, they need to be prepared properly. We've, you know, like since the start, since pellagra became a disease, you know, because uh, the, uh, you know, on the frontier and stuff like that, they're just like, oh, these natives eat this corn and it's great. And so we could just cook it and eat it. Yeah. And so that, that was their staple food, but they, everybody got sick. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause, cause it was a niacin deficiency. So you have, uh, Oh yeah. So, um, and that was later understood that that's what, what caused it. But the, the grain itself holds on to the vitamin and doesn't allow you to absorb it. So plants have mechanisms like this. And vitamin, do you know what? That had to be involved yesterday too. Hemp heart, I would, I'm going to look into that, but I have to guess that hemp heart has, has the same thing because that is the exact thought that I had when I started getting a little bit itchy and red. I'm like, holy shit, did I take a niacin? Because I take niacin every morning. I think okay. niacin is phenomenal. It allows, it allows and helps your body metabolize the supplements that you're taking. Um, and so I'm a big proponent of, well, circulation in general, but yeah, niacin is, is awesome. There's there's a lot of foods that can stop nutrients from entering your body being absorbed into blood. Uh, that's, that's essentially the plant's defense mechanism Mm -hmm. to ensure their survival. Some of it is very, uh, I'd say a little more aggressive, but, but mostly it's chemical, warfare or chemical yeah you know yeah um, it's, it's like oh i'm allergic to gluten i'm like no you're allergic to poison is what you're allergic to really it's not necessarily yeah. the gluten it's the poison that they use to grow you know to, to grow the grains and wheat and stuff now that's that that's the thing but the problem is though there's no avoiding gmos anymore unfortunately it's i mean not no avoiding it but it's hard because yeah well glyphosate you know is in you know lawn treatment yep you know i believe it might be banned in canada now but uh i believe it is too but you know i you can still buy it commercially which which is allowed you know um so yeah i don't know like it it disperses into the air it disperses into the soil you can have organic crops you know in the same town as the conventional and it, it's just gonna it's gonna move around like yep. you can't avoid it no like one of the biggest ideas about food uh is you really have to just try and make the best choices you can mm-hmm. in any given moment like you always have a choice mm-hmm. you always have a choice and obviously if you're picking organic to conventional you're gonna lower that toxic load that you're imparting into your body mm-hmm. so you're just making it easier on yourself mm-hmm. to limit it. But yeah, it's not completely avoidable anymore. We no. live in a toxic environment. Um, some, some toxins people are more sensitive to. Yep. And that's what it really comes down to with all these foods as well. Allergies, sensitivities, some foods people are more sensitive to than others. Everybody's very different. The one size fits all thing does not work. No, it just, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. No, and, and and it never will. You know, no, it can't. It, no, it, it can't. Like it's it's a it's a long held belief in Western medicine, um, and it's sad 
because the start of this whole thing that we're mm-hmm. living in now, um, there was people talking about immunity and how the immune system works and supporting it with, you know, exercise and foods and my whole training and everything. It was when you say people, you're clearly not talking about the media or the government because they haven't said, no, shit I'm more talking about, about health practitioners no, I know or talk to or, a Dr. Taylor bean would tell you about stuff like that. Yeah. You would yeah, talk like about Dr. stuff Taylor like bean. that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there was really only a few people that were actually speaking up like yep. right right away yeah like my my uh, my school that i went to the uh, yeah they were frowning on people talking about it mm-hmm. after, after a bit there was actually a small chunk of a vaccine program when i did my course that they educated us on and uh it was it was kind of, it came from the side of the weston a price foundation mm-hmm. uh, and i seen during covid they actually eliminated that part from the program Mm-hmm. And uh, and they didn't want anybody talking about vaccines, hmm. uh, and using the credation. Yeah, uh, you know your your designation. No, it's it's uh, trust me. I, I've had conversations about this with Doctor Bean, and she's like, she as a naturopathic doctor with her college of physicians, she can't even talk about COVID. Not like she can't talk about getting covid and stuff like that to her patients yeah like she'll 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 have her license pulled and that's the same with with medical doctors like it's crazy it's wild to me that we are in this situation now and now i see austria wants to just kibosh the whole nuremberg code i'm like oh okay i've seen that yeah oh That's uh, we're we're heading down an interesting path, but I do again. I do truly believe the crazier it gets, the closer we are to all of this shit ending. Yeah, like I see, I see. Yeah, there's there's numerous steps that they're taking. They're in pushing everything and moving forward. That is just gonna. It's gonna make more people aware of what's going on. Yeah, um, we're they're going after the kids now, and that's why I think yeah, we're close. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's the kids. It's the it's the booster and yeah. changing the passport for people yep. who have been vaccinated to an unvaccinated status. Yep. There will be, I believe, I believe that will be a big one. Without, yeah, because that's coming in January. Without potentially hurting anyone, like yep. you know, like with vaccine injuries, just that change alone doesn't hurt people physically. No, um, but it will change all these people's outlook because because it hurts some people a lot of people just don't care yeah they don't they don't care that much about your health their health so they're nope. just like oh this is what i need to do to be able to continue going to restaurants yep. so okay just on autopilot i guess i'll do it, yep. I'll do it. you know yep. so so they go forward and then and then when it gets to the point where it's like well i did everything you wanted to mm-hmm. you said it was going to be like this after i did that and you've already lied to me about back. it so far a few times because nothing has come back to what you said it was going to be and yep. i've completely done what you wanted yep and then they're going to take it all away yep and it's like well i thought that worked but you want me to do it again mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine getting shot three times this year and still thinking it's a vaccine yeah and then you go so you got that group of people yeah and then you have potentially another group of people and i really hope it doesn't hurt the kids Mm -hmm. to the degree that it could um 
But you mean like the have, large amount of young athletes that have dropped bed, dead this year randomly? Yeah, I think the most obscene statement uh, in the media I've seen was uh, sportsmen dropping due to uh, lack of exercise. It's like professional athletes dying because of their that's lack dumber of than That's dumber than them going with climate change. I thought for sure you are going to say because of climate change. That's that, like that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Now, now people because I've seen that one. Oh, people are getting cold, and you know, people, the heart, your it's hard in your heart and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's always been the case. People have didn't just start dropping dead because of it, though. So no, there's yeah, the, there's there's been a couple of climate change articles that I've seen linked to health too. There was one that they paired or they coupled climate change with. Um, poor diet. So they put it in the same headline. It was, you know, cardiovascular disease due to warming, you know, climate change and, you know, a poor diet. They just like (laughs) poor diet at the end. And it's like, okay, well, poor diet. Yes, for sure. hundred percent. But now you're going to blame climate change on this. (laughs) You know, like um, most people don't get to go to the Arctic, you know, but as a, helicopter pilot i've been there a bunch of times yeah i was looking through your instagram profile i want to get back to some of the cool things that you've done as a helicopter pilot so i've been in like uh like fort um was that fort simpson yeah so in the river there you can actually see the permafrost melting like it's below Mm. because the river valley is quite deep yep just drops off. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the, the river is like a couple hundred feet below. Yeah. And you can actually see it like seeping, you know, down through. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's evident. Mm-hmm. But, but the major changes with climate is it's felt up there. Yeah. It's felt up north. The further you go north, the greater the temperature variation is going to be. Yeah. But the closer you get to the equator... The it's, less effect like it has. Nil. Yeah. It's like you can't even tell the difference. Yep. Right? So so the absurdity of these articles that are linking climate change to health is just like, wow. There's, there's another one that was linking like birth problems or, you know, pregnancy issues and stuff like this. And it's like, how could climate change be a pregnancy issue when, you know, evolution narrowly, we did begin by the equator as a species, did we yeah. not? <laughs> you no. Know? Um, Which is where it's warmest. Yep. And then we moved farther away and life became harder because it was colder. Yeah. And and now you have these colder regions being warmer, which mm-hmm. makes their life a little bit easier. Yeah. And this is detrimental to our health. This is that like I can't remember the name of this one um, climate researcher expert. He actually Greta lives, Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He lives in Winter Harbor, like North Vancouver Island. Cool. Uh, he was actually featured on uh, was it Paul Saladino interviewed him the carnivore wow. MD yeah yeah podcast. yeah no I, I I I love uh, the carnivore uh, that I like that podcast and I, I follow a few carnivore pages. But yeah, he it was uh, it was really interesting. Like he was talking about yeah, just this disparity, and you know, he had all kinds of graphs and everything. He's showing you know like the warming chart and CO two and how 
the CO2 actually, or the warming actually occurs before the CO2 rise because yeah. water can hold 30 times more CO2 than oxygen can. So it's mostly mm. stored in the ocean. So when the temperature rises, the water evaporates and then it releases CO2. So you actually have this linear relationship, you know, showing that the CO2 occurs after the warming, yeah. not before. And, and, and so he's totally challenging the whole paradigm. And most people just accept it blatantly as mm. this being the problem. Yep. It, it's, it's another avenue where, you know, if you don't believe the science or you don't believe what we tell you, yeah. you're anti-science. Yeah. Um, it, it's almost that's that's an avenue where you almost can't have a debate on what they're talking about either. Nope. It, it's, it, it, you're just you're you're wasting your time. Because the yeah. what anybody that says that doesn't know or like or appreciate science. Because when you can't question it, it's not science anymore. It's a cult. That's yeah, just, someone uh, actually, was it the Nuremberg trial, actually? I've seen a quote. Uh, someone said at the original Nuremberg trial, if, it's, if you can't debate the science or you can't question the science, it's propaganda. Yep, exactly. And that's and that's the same thing with the climate change. I'm not denying climate change in any way, shape, or form. I just understand, recognize, and I'm aware when the propaganda machine comes in and starts getting you getting you concerned about it, there's a reason for that. It's because they're going to try and impose some sort of fucking tax that's going to help with this climate change or something like that. Or, you know, it's... Yeah. You know, it's your your fault. So you know, it's it you know puts the onus on us. And one thing that I've kind of realized, uh, and I, I I believe in very seriously, is that we're we treat the planet like we own it, whereas the planet owns us. You know, in your in your body, you have billions and trillions of different types of cells. We got close to eight billion human cells on the planet. Uh, some are good, some are bad, some are cancerous. And I think, you know, the planet realizing that it's got cancer uh, is doing what it needs to do. Um, but the, the, the point is, is there's, it's, there's things that we can control, which is very minimal. And then they're, you know, on an individual level and then it's on a collective level. And I just, the, you know, Every system that we currently live in is based off of fear, given that climate change is quite honestly just something that the earth goes through in cyclical changes uh, over large periods of time. It's not something that we should be focusing our energy on in the way that they want us to. They want us to focus on it with fear which because yeah. that's how they operate. Um, and there's nothing to fear there because it's out, that one's completely out of your control and my control. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of the issue I have with it. Like I've always, you know, be an advocate for the environment and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, like a, a lot of what's happening now, it's just kind of like, I'm becoming more aware of some of these things. Like, like, to impose a carbon tax and come after the citizens yeah. of, of, of countries first, like to impose, it's like, Oh, you have this 10 year old gas guzzling diesel truck or something. Mm-hmm. And we're going to impose tax uh, on that because we want you to buy electric. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 
it's changing our quality of life. It's, mm-hmm. it's imposing even more financial hardships on us. Um, what I was, what I listened to was right now with oil and gas and, and that energy, like it is imparted the most comfortable and easy form of energy that human beings have ever had. Mm-hmm. We could put it in a little jug. You could take it here. You could fill it up. It, it provides us heat. It provides us all these benefits. The mm-hmm. benefits have never been so great, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to completely change this for mm-hmm. a complete mining based energy system where mm-hmm. now instead of we're taking out fuel and liquid petroleum or, you you're know, taking out the, it's, you're going from taking away the blood to taking away the bones. It, yeah. Like it, it's just a complete switch. It, the electronic, uh, green industry, mm-hmm. as they're like, as they're mm-hmm. calling it now, is it's completely based on on mining, and it's it, it's just one more you're pillaging. It's just trading one for the other. Yep. But it's it's also a very inefficient energy model. Like mm-hmm. who is it? I think it's Denmark that is almost completely green, mm-hmm. or, or some small European country. It's and Denmark and Norway. Yeah, they have power outages all the time. And then they just, they have to, it only works because they can borrow from their neighbors. Oh. You know, so when their grid goes down, they could just borrow from the petroleum-based energy. And then they could go on living. But if we switched as the U.S. and Canada to completely green energy, and we had a power outage, we'd be done. We'd be hooped. Yeah. There'd be nobody we could borrow from. So what do you, because energy is a big thing. It's, you know, I, that's one thing I've recognized here is how much we spend on energy. Yeah. Between gas to fuel your car, to heat your place. Yeah, there's smart ways to doing things. I think, like, everything's just based on a lot of money. Like, the thing of... Of, of course, it's based on money, man. It's, you yeah. know, that's, that's, it, uh, that's all it ends up coming down to you know that's why they're not pushing ivermectin i mean the horse paste i mean the thing that costs three cents per pill that fucking has been in been around for over 50 years and won the nobel peace prize five years ago but nobody pays attention to that um you know it's crazy that yeah like and it's it's big business and because it's front for money it seems they would rather have the citizens in part and do something about it than actually having industry do something about it. Like if, if, if the problem is petrochemicals and the CO2 emissions that are burnt quiet, mm-hmm. they're going to impose taxes on our personal vehicles, but we have the largest vehicles ever made on the planet sitting out in the ocean, mm-hmm. just idling and burning fuel in the biggest engines. And now that you said, now that you mentioned what you mentioned about the CO2 uh, collecting of water too, like that's a, that's an interesting aspect. I did not know that. And that makes a lot of sense. But it's the ships. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is there more fuel than the ships? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying container ships are a bad idea, but it's just like, there's better ways of doing things. And you're going after the citizens. Then, well, really yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, I, I had someone message me about on Instagram about how, oh, you know, 
all the information that you're you're getting from is from the Republicans and Democrats isn't like fuck. If you're still on left or right side, you still don't understand that we're all on the same bird and we need to put that shit away. We, you know, like that's and people just don't get that we are controlled from that level and they don't want us to know that because it's it's a lot like the wizard of oz which actually just taped my pbr yesterday i'm actually really excited to watch that again because there's a lot of there's a lot of tells in that one to kind of like what it's like and you know at the end of the movie the the curtain gets brought back and this 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 one guy controlling everything and it's like who who lets everybody know the little dog, Toto, the most unsuspecting, harmless being in, in the entire movie. That's us. The you know, that's David versus Goliath type of thing. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's we're we're close to the veil being lifted. And that's why again I I stay positive and stay happy because I know that we're we're getting closer. Um Adam, I would I want to promote you and your your business. Um, yeah, okay, so let's, the, let's talk a little bit more. Yeah, I want to know about what you that. what you do as an RHN uh, registered holistic nutritionist. Uh, how long have you been an RHN for? Yeah, that's been uh, about ten years now. Wow. Actually, no, not quite that long. Uh, we're at twenty. Uh, so no, it's going to be about seven. Cool. Yeah. So I started getting into that. Um, I started reading quite a lot about health, um, kind of when I went, met my wife. Cool. She uh, she was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh, which is a form of a intestinal bowel disease. Mm-hmm. It's a very debilitating uh, very. intestinal condition. Yeah. Uh, it's an invisible handicap, essentially, is what it is. Yep. Nobody... Crohn's, IBS, ulcerative colitis, it's wild how much more common those all are. Yeah, yeah. It it is even recognized by Health Canada now as a um sorry, not a handicap. It's like a, but, uh, a serious yeah. disability, not disability. Yeah, disability, yeah, yeah. It's actually sorry. Yeah, it's actually recognized as a disability now. Okay. Yeah, good. As well it should. As well, I, I don't, I don't have it, but I do. I know quite a few people that do. I've helped people with my hydrogen um, with Crohn's. Uh, yeah. I know that when you when you get hit with 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 a flare up, you're you're done. Oh yeah, you you know it doesn't matter whether the work, a family function doesn't matter. You you yeah, so like- debilitating is the word. Yeah, so working with it is quite challenging. You don't know if something's going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's kind of a scary one. Um, but I seen her. She was on um, some real immune dysregulating drugs, mm-hmm. immune suppressants, things like that, cancer-type drugs, really yeah. hardcore, expensive drugs that yeah, yeah. really change the way your body functions and in a negative way just to Mm -hmm. kind of stop try and stop your immune system from overacting and i looked at that and i was like that is that is sad like being connected and having to take this same drug um in order to live your life yeah every three weeks to get this you're it's kind of like a ball and chain to the drug company 
and and they're making massive amounts of money but but you, i was like there's got to be a better way than yeah. doing this so yeah i kind of got a little deeper into it before that point it was just like me trying to get healthier for myself you know stronger what like more from an athletic kind of standpoint yep. and fitness but but then with her and, and learning more about how the body works uh yeah I, I found a deep deep interest into that so yeah naturally chronic conditions yeah so chronic conditions like that and, and helping to support those is really uh where where i like digging deep into that and, and researching those type of things so it's, mm-hmm. it you know she's been she's been doing this and She's, you know, kind of, well, my first client and it's still ongoing even now. No, that's, that's awesome though. Cause you know, Crohn's is one of those things that you just, you don't get rid of. You learn how to manage and you know, uh, it's gotta be a challenge and I give you a lot of credit, uh, for having that purpose to what you do. You know, that's what, as, as people become more and more aware. I'm seeing more and more people live purposeful lives, have purposeful careers. It's not just about going to work and making a check and, you know, making money and cashing a check. Right. Um, I, it's interesting. One one of my product lines is a, is a multi-stim device. So it's 10 DMS and microcurrent stimulation all wrapped up in one nice little device. And when I got involved in that company, it was because I was really involved into powerlifting. I was really into powerlifting. I could deadlift yeah. over 500 pounds and I'm like, holy shit, they've got a wireless one. I can lift heavier things up and put them down better. That's awesome. But yeah. it was when I started getting into it and realized like, holy fuck, there's a lot of people in pain in so many different ways. And that's where it's, it's switched around for me for that as to, you know, it's the purpose is again with, with my distribution company is to help people reestablish and maintain the balance that many people have lost. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on microdosing? Yeah, that's uh have you tried it? I haven't tried it. No. I, uh, being a pilot, I really haven't touched, uh, any of that stuff. Yeah, that's right. I guess you, you can't, yeah, you can't, you have to, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, but, uh, no, but like, as uh, a nutritionist though, do you know people that have done it? Did you like, that's when I say I want to open a healing center, that's, you know, going to be a part of it is psychedelic assisted therapy. So whether it's that, uh, I know there's ketamine assisted therapy all across North America. That's actually legal. Um, but I would love to have like shamans and that type of the spiritual side of counseling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's something I'm really interested in. Like I had a client and uh, yeah, she was, she was microdosing, uh, cool. but I've, I've read, I've read about, yep. about it quite a bit. Um, the experiences I had as <laughs> before you were a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Before I was a pilot. Yeah. yeah I, I understand the benefit that would, that would come around it. Um, and yeah, it, it, it can be quite helpful, and especially in a clinical or if you have a shaman, yeah. someone like a guide. Well, we don't, we don't, we, yeah, I mean, a shaman is necessary if you're stepping into the macro and heroic doses. Yeah. Don't go and take 
you know, three and a half grams of mushrooms if you if you've never tried them and don't have anybody near you to walk you through it because there's going to be a point where you think you're dying <laughs> and uh, your uh, ego uh, dies, but <laughs> you don't. You know, that's the the cool thing that I do really like about this type of medication is one treat it like medicine and it will be actual medicine when you microdose you take 100 milligrams or 200 milligrams you know a a tenth or a twentieth of what a dose that you're going to actually feel is going to give you um but the cool thing is is like you know I, i know people that have taken over 10 grams and they had a fucking wild ride but they survived and uh, and you know there's always there's things that you can learn from it from a microdosing standpoint it's very fascinating stuff uh obviously nothing that you can really get into yourself but as a holistic nutritionist it's definitely i i see it as a uh integral part of the future um now yeah, with, with those you know it's it's people end up there's more going on in your head. There's more internal dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, and that is needed. Like that's something that our society has, you know, kind of pushed against everything's it's all external stressors. It's our on-demand society, mm-hmm. streaming platforms and all these things. It's escapism to yep. a degree, you know, um, those psychedelics really bring it home. Uh, Some people may not have even had that kind of internal analysis, Mm -hmm. you know. I like how how you say it brings you home. That's perfect because it's, and that's something you're you're also talking about. We're looking at externally. I, I think that's another big problem that we have is that we look externally for the answers and, the answers are all in here. They, they, you just need to, to find them. Um, from a neurological yeah. perspective, from the psilocybin, uh, which is the psychoactive ingredient in mushrooms, which you obviously know, but just clarifying for others. <laughs> and uh, it is, is that basically that's what you're doing. You're rewiring your brain. You're, you know, it's, we, we, you're talking about, oh, when you did them before you were a pilot and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's the difference. When you're 19... When you you know when you're younger and you you take mushrooms like yeah I want to get fucked up when you're an adult yeah. and you take mushrooms like okay I want to unfuck myself <laughs> you know yeah pretty much yeah it's, it's and, quite and, honestly that yeah so I haven't I haven't you know done that uh, but it is a very interesting um, approach a very interesting avenue someone can take yeah I understand how it could be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, in approaching it that way. Whereas that you're actually looking for a lesson. You're looking to learn something. You're trying to find something in your unconscious that is yep. going to open up and challenge you in a way that you can, can grow from. Yep. You know, so yeah, it, but it most, I can't say healing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. legally. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a healer. I, I don't do anything like that, but no, no, but to, to grow, and to become healthier, I, I believe that like every aspect is an internal step. Yep. As a holistic nutritionist, the end game in it all is to help the client, help the person grow internally. 
that they're becoming more aware of themselves. Yep. Self-awareness. Love it. Like there's, there's sliding scales or there's, you know, however you want to look at it for every avenue, Mm -hmm. like whether it's, it's a point of disease, whether it's a point of, of toxicity or health, what you can deal with, um, flexibility on all accounts is the goal. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the, that's what I would consider your ultimate state of health. If you can be flexible on all these avenues and you understand how flexible you can be and what the results will be of that, then that's perfect because then you could live your life, you know, essentially illuminated, understood, Mm -hmm. you know how to behave, you know what will happen. You're totally aware of it. So you can make good choices. You can go, you can make a bad choice. It's like, okay, well, I'm dealing with, you know, I know that's what it's going to be. And it's going to take me this long before I can come back for it from it. I'm going to understand that. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, if I'm going to have some drinks or whatever it is, you know, depending on what drink that is, I understand, you know, it might be, it might be all day. (laughs) It might might not do much at all. It's funny because this just circles back to what I believe is truly happening. And it's the battle of the conscious versus unconscious. Um, I, I believe that there's a battle at a higher level going on, a spiritual level, and it gets relayed down to us as conscious versus unconscious because everything you're talking about is all surrounded by making conscious decisions with intention, knowing what you're doing. So many people go through this life just on autopilot, and you know, you get up, you do your thing, you come home, you go to bed. And then you use something like alcohol to escape your demented reality. And I don't mean to use the word demented and make it come off that poorly, but I'm also not wrong, right? It's It's a distorted reality. It's an illusion, I believe. And it's, it is, it it is to a degree, you know, and they're just, technocracy and everything you got well, the metaverse your facebook ugh, you know and, and i'm glad that you mentioned the metaverse because we've been living in the metaverse for quite a while now i mean yeah. i mean many people have you look at people you know the way that we're attached to social media already yeah no it's people have been they've been grooming us for the metaverse for quite some time yeah i yeah the the use of language is, is really powerful. Mm-hmm. I've been aware of this for 20 years. I After high school, I went and took a mass communications program at Ottawa University. Yep. And when you finish that, you really only become a documentary producer kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You're making documentaries in, yeah. in some avenue or another. Or you're in public relations for politics or, you know, large scale. And so this is Ottawa. So there was a real big push in the politics side of things. Yeah, of course. Just the first philosophy courses in English courses I took in that first year mm-hmm. scared me out of the program. No shit, eh? Yeah. Like, like I came back, I had, I have some friends who were in philosophy younger than me, read way more, all kinds of books, you know? Yep. Marxist stuff and, and all these different things. And I came back just with like, the original like 10 or just by the 10 basic rules of an argument yeah. and, and just using that simply, I would just 
talk to him and ask him questions. It was funny. We, we were like having a, at a party or whatever, but it, yeah. it took me about five minutes to make him argue my point for me. <laughs> he didn't even know it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this, this is what the power of words do. Hundred percent, and that's why you have to because words create magic, and that's why you have to to spell them to make them. Uh, I think the yeah, the you, scariest thing about I don't want to talk too much more about this, this whole yeah scenario we're in here, but <laughs> we can talk <laughs> off off the record about that later. <laughs> yeah, but but the one thing when I seen this going in a bad way quite early was was the use and change of of language, and it was when they went from physical distancing mm-hmm. to social distancing mm-hmm. because it was all physical distancing in the beginning is it is it like you know yep. you're, you're you're six feet or you're two meters or whatever yeah and it was physical distancing which we understand yeah we all grew up we understand it's a physical parameter you actually have to physically distance yourself this mm-hmm. far if you do that everything will be okay and then they stopped saying physical distancing and then, and then they switched to social distancing yeah and they and they made you believe that you were doing the same thing. It was still the physical distancing, mm-hmm. but because we understand what social is so subconsciously, unconsciously, we understand unsocial behavior, social distancing, you know, that that's essentially the same thing. Yep. I believe subconsciously that change in wording actually stopped people from socializing with mm-hmm. each other. They, they put us behind these screens and that, you know, but, when you're when you were stuck in your house or whatever you were keeping up maybe you talked to some people from high school that you haven't talked to in a while because this was new and it was this thing we were all doing together but then all that kind of stopped and Mm -hmm. then you sort of stopped even talking to the people you're in Mm -hmm. town with and stuff so it it the social distancing aspect occurred not Mm -hmm. the physical distancing which also happened but yeah but it it got pushed to that social distancing and that, that was the first step, and I, I recognized that quite quickly because of that mass communication program I took. But You know, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's interesting because, I, I mean, that's something that I learned a little while ago is, is how they use our words to manipulate and control us. That's how they've manipulated the numbers because numbers don't lie, but words do. And you can manipulate numbers with words. And so that's why they say that, I mean, that's why they say that the unvaccinated are still a big part of the the hospitals. Because if you read the wording of it, you're not vaccinated up until 14 days after getting the shot. So if you go, if you get your shot and then you're in the hospital within that 14 day period, you're technically unvaccinated, which is. Yeah. So, so they get around that by changing the definitions on their websites. Yeah, oh, yeah. Changing the Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster definition, and I'm sure actually make any statements, and so then they're not lying anymore. Yep. I'm sure you you saw Doctor Bean's post yesterday about how they changed the definition of an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, they changed it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah anybody that's against mandates now too is an anti-vaxxer. That's insane. Yeah. Well, it's been against mandates for a few months now. They changed the definition, but recently now. It's 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 mandate laws is what it is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's so it's actually Fuck. it's not just against mandates, it's those that are against someone creating a law of it. And they want to uh, get so, rid so of the went, Nuremberg code. Wow, we live yeah, in a They went a degree farther this month. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's well, a slight 
slight movement of the lung. They're turning up the heat. And we're, that's like I said, we're reaching a boiling point because there, it can only go for so long. But hey, listen, Adam. We we I do gotta wrap this up. Um, I would love to do another one of these with you. You were fascinating to chat with. Now I wanna, I really do want to pump your business and and get people in front of you because you have a lot of good information to pass on, and you got letters behind your name, which makes it you know it gives it that that much more merit to it um so i am and will be very happy to introduce many people to you why don't you go ahead and and give us all of your you know like your instagram handle how to get in touch with you if maybe if you have a website yeah yeah so i have a website uh it's deepcurrentsnutrition.com it'll have my links uh to facebook and instagram on there as well uh yeah all contact info is all bundled up in there awesome Uh, instagram handle is deep currents nutrition and you are uh, you you have clients that are physically distanced (laughs) from you (laughs) not by more than just six feet yeah i know i do zoom conferencing and we i'll do in person as well in port alberta here yep uh, sometimes I'm in Euclid as well. Spend quite a bit of time over there. Yeah, well, I don't blame uh, so, you. It's a beautiful place. So it could be, yeah, so it could be done there. Yeah, we're gonna go spend most of the Christmas break there. Um, oh, nice man. That's awesome. I uh, yeah. my my wife and I went to Tofino a few years ago, and and Tofino, Euclid, uh, it's an absolutely beautiful place. How close are you to Campbell River? Yeah, it's about an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes. Because I'm going to invite you to uh, my Facebook group. Uh, I guess we should be friends on Facebook then. Um, but it's called Conscious Minds of BC, and the lady that I run that with is uh, from. Uh, she's outside of Campbell River, so I don't know where in relation to you uh, she is. But I, I, there's a lot of people from the island over there that I think that would be, would benefit greatly from what you do. So I'd be happy to, you know, get post this podcast in the, in that group and get people listening to and knowing about you. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It'd be great to talk a little more. Didn't get too much chance to talk about nutrition. I know (laughs) we started going, we started going off on, yeah. Current current events and stuff, but I mean, it's it's. Um, current events, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you? you it's uh, it's like GMOs. It's unavoidable. You can't not talk about yeah. that type of stuff right now because it it makes a huge impact on our businesses. It yeah. makes a but, massive but a big impact. Thing, I just want to say this one thing about about people changing their diet and for the better. Um, so, all these fad diets that everybody's doing and touting, and you know. I'd say keto is probably one of the bigger ones yep. now. Intermittent Definitely. fasting is getting pretty big, but that's not a diet. That's just that's just a, it's that's a way of living almost. That's yeah, it's just something you can do. Yeah, but but everybody and and forever, like you know, there's all these what do we got? A hundred years, hundred and hundred and thirty years or something of diet books. Yeah, um, pretty much. The first one was actually a high fat diet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then it keeps going back to that. Yeah. It, it, it works in cycles. It just keeps going. Um, and then it keeps revolving back. But everybody's like, oh, did you try this? Or you do that? Or I got, I got 
really well on this one or it worked for me. And then, you know, you get off the bandwagon or whatever. And, and that whole idea that going on the yo-yo diet thing, like some people with, with more serious uh, eating issues, you know, can be like a yo-yo dieter, but most people I don't think are, but they do try something and then they go back to their own ways. And, mm-hmm. and the problem with all these diet books and they all they all state this to some degree, but I think I think the translation gets lost when people try and start these things. You learn this new way of eating, whether it's keto or paleo or whether yeah. it's a vegan diet or whatever it is, and you learn all the tips and ways to do it and the different foods they are, and then you and then you have it and you're like, Okay, I know how to do this. Great. Yeah. I'm done. That's the problem right yeah. there. The done part. That, mm-hmm. That's not the most important part of the of No, the no, you've just begun. <laughs> yeah, that's only the beginning. Yeah, Everything that comes after that point is the most important part of it. It's all about learning how your body works. Mm-hmm. All those diets are a form of an elimination diet. They, they just remove all these bad foods that your body potentially was having a really, really hard time with. Mm-hmm. Some of them could be eliminating more things that are required when you eliminate more things that are required, there's just a more sure chance that you've taken out all the bad things. And then when you bring in and reintroduce them, which is always a part of most of these books, or it should be to some degree, but I don't think the onus is placed back on the person going through it to a high degree where this is where you really have to do the work and you have to understand And when you come out and you figure this out, you will feel truly amazing. You will be empowered. Mm-hmm. All the choices you make will be with intent. You will understand what it is. We kind of talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's the point where you've graduated from yep. it all. And it doesn't really matter what that elimination diet is. Mm-hmm. What I put forth for somebody is an elimination diet that will work for them. Some people won't be able to eliminate a whole lot of things. Yep. You know, And the, the elimination part might take... It might be in steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people it takes longer. Some people they can they can do it quicker. Some people have already made a whole host of changes in their life, and they understand a little more what they need. But but that's the end game. That's the goal in the end, really yep. to really empower people, like to make their choices and educate them. Yep. On and it's it's a working relationship. It's an open working relationship between me and the client to help them understand what's going on with mm-hmm. their bodies. You know, it, it comes up and it goes up and down. Like yep. there's good days, there's bad days, there's good weeks, there's bad weeks. Yeah. You know, but we just have to learn from all those things. You know, you take the, uh, the challenge, um, or, or a problem, you know, it's like, how are you going to look at it? Is it going to be a scary thing or are you going to look at it as a challenge and an opportunity to learn something new? You know, like, uh, just going through, well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've been a lifelong learner since I was a kid. I don't know what it was about me as a kid that, you know, knew that being a lifelong learner was a positive attribute. Um, and so, you know, when, when you say that, you know, you've learned everything and then you're done, it's just like, ah, man, that's never the case. You no, know, well, that, it's like, like I'm still even learning. Like I'm like, you'll I, always be you learning. Know, because things change. Yeah. You'll always be learning because things change. Well, about food, like, like, you know, I went through my whole program and did all that stuff. And then 
I've, I've heard about the way the carnivore way of eating for a yep. long time. Yep. Like for years, like I heard about it years ago. I heard about the raw carnivore diet, which yep. I, I heard about that. I was like, wow, oh, that is the most extreme thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, Joe Biden's, uh, or not Joe Biden. Jesus, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have this for a reason. Come on, man. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Joe Rogan <laughs> is uh, is pushing the the like the elk and um, yeah, yeah. like liver and uh, organ meat a lot lately. Yeah, like it, it took me a long time to understand the the science or the theories, or the the biochemistry um, behind the carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul Saladino's book was was amazing. Like I, mm-hmm. I read the carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. Um, which was before that. And I wasn't quite convinced there was, I, I seen, I understood there was a lot of benefits to it, but I wasn't quite convinced to want to try it yet. Mm-hmm. But after, after Dr. Saladino's book, I was like, you answered pretty much all the questions I had. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just another tool. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I, I did strict carnivore for like six months mm-hmm. and, uh, I felt amazing and this was from a whole foods lots of vegetable type diet to just mm-hmm. eliminate you know that which was very clean mm-hmm. like really barely any processed foods at all to then just going just animal based and or just strictly meat or mm-hmm. animal based products and i was shocked it was crazy like any little joint pain went away in about three weeks mm. and um yeah and then just understanding how it works like there's so many nutrients in animal products and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them just don't exist in plants but but i eat a lot of fruit now i'm sort of more animal based is what people call it or carnivore ish mm-hmm. like a lot of squash a lot of fruit honey regularly um oh we love honey around my office i uh we i got a lot of, so much different kinds of honey in the house it's like no way well, which honey am i gonna have today <laughs> that little it's crazy how, how much of a difference there is with different honeys, though, because I've oh, yeah. had uh, fireweed honey, um, yeah. and but we were big uh, supporters of a, her name's Barbara, but she lives a little, little bit old that way, and she just brings honey to our office, and, and we sell it to people because it's localized raw honey is, I would imagine you can agree with this, one of the most beneficial things that you can put in your body. Yeah. My favorite honey is the one that comes from the ridge just right over here. Perfect. And as you know what, that makes sense because it's the, it's got the pollens and everything that you're used to around you. That same, same thing with us. Ours is blueberry honey. So the, she takes, she takes her bees to blueberry farms and gets blueberry honey out of them. And I'm like, fucking that's smart. Because you're getting the benefits of the honey, and then you get the benefits of the antioxidants and the blueberry, and and so yeah, no, um, that's that's, yeah, a lot. Yeah, there's there's been some research. I listened to a nutritionist talk too, and there is the plant compounds like the polyphenols that Mm -hmm. um, are found in plants, which I would argue are probably the more beneficial ones, or even what people are arguing are the main reasons behind why these vegetables are healthy or help you in the first place mm. is the polyphenols. Most minerals and and some of the vitamins too are actually require 
different steps of changing an enzymatic process in our body before we can even use it. Yeah. So some people based on mutations or just evolution, you may not be able to have that change. Mm-hmm. Like, like one of the most basic ones people can understand is if you eat too many carrots, your skin's going to turn orange. Yeah. So those people can't complete the transformation from beta carotene to retinol or vitamin A. Yeah fully formed vitamin A. And even in people that can do a really good job of it, they still won't end up with that much vitamin A just by eating. I saw a something yesterday that said that you can't absorb vitamin D without cholesterol. Yeah, vitamin D is essentially cholesterol. It's, it's so close to cholesterol. Fucking crazy. That's so cool. Well, okay, so... My question then for you is your thoughts on vitamin D supplementation because I've heard very and seen very mixed reviews on that. I see a lot of people relate it to a poison and uh, yeah, which uh, I mean, maybe the case with a specific way of getting vitamin D, the copacol or something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but that's that was interesting to me. Because uh, we know with COVID that the the majority of people that are dying is because they have they're vitamin D deficient, and also us being in Canada this far away from the equator, uh, we get a very limited amount of vitamin D to begin with. Um, yeah, like vitamin D, vitamin D is kind of dependent on a few different things: your calcium intake. Yep. It it. I've heard that too. Yep. Yeah, the um, so it's it's not so much about your skin color mm-hmm. as much as it is about the calcium intake you have. Very so you're interesting. Have, the more calcium that's in your blood, the more vitamin D you require to buffer it. Okay. So if you have a really low calcium intake in your diet, mm-hmm. the requirement for vitamin D goes down. Yep. Vitamin D is used for a lot of other things, but it seems to have a direct effect like that. Like there's there's African tribes, um, the Hadza, and they have or no the um, they drink a lot of blood and they drink a lot of milk. Jesus, um, and they have a drink where they combine them both together, and it's wow. this cherished wow. thing. I've heard um, of that actually. That's weird. Oh, what's the uh, anyway, so they have a very, very high calcium intake mm-hmm. and they have very, very high vitamin D levels. Yeah. Um, and they, they have dark skin. And mm-hmm. so that's the Chris Master John talked about it quite a bit, explaining how just because you have a pigmented skin means you're low in vitamin D. It, it's harder to absorb vitamin D if you do have the pigmented skin. Yeah. Because... Uh, it, it does block production of it. Interesting. But, but that ancestral group tends to be, you know, they, they aren't up in the Arctic or anything like that. Yeah. They, they tend to be around the equator so they can, their skin absorbs as much vitamin D as it needs. Yeah. But the, the dark pigment slows it down. Whereas, you know, people, uh, European background, Caucasians, they can absorb the vitamin D very fast because our skin is barely exposed to the sun and it's only exposed to the sun for maybe like five months out of the year, six yeah, months out of the I'm year. I'm pretty much like transparent. I'm so white. 
Yeah, it's like it's like May to October. Yep, and that's it. Those are like the only months we could absorb. By yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And that's if you're going, you know, if you're going outside. Uh, and, yeah, and that's you know. if you're going outside. So, so it's it's required to be supplemented to a degree. Like if you have grass fed animals, you're going to get some vitamin D in the food, like mm-hmm. in the egg yolks. It could be in some meat. As that's well. good because we have grass fed butter all the time. That's yeah, butter. That's our yeah, thing. awesome. Yeah. You know, but. But it, it doesn't just work on its own. Like if someone's using vitamin D, they should probably be taking vitamin K2 as well. But it's, it's going to be the vitamin D3 form, not the D2 form, which is the plant-based vitamin D. Yeah, perfect. MK vitamin D and K2. <laughs> um, okay, so that is another, that's another question. Um, what do you recommend for IU of vitamin D? Because I've heard 5,000 for it to actually... Well, it like it's, it's of course, it, I, as we've mentioned, there's no cookie cutter solution. Yeah, like like for someone untested, not to know yep. um, if they haven't supplemented with it, they could probably start at five thousand um, for maybe a week or two, and then taper it down to like two or three, mm. and then kind of stay at two. You know, once you figure your your levels are right, and and then for every one thousand. I use a vitamin D, I would suggest about a hundred uh, micrograms of K2. K2. Cool. Good to know. That's actually, that, that gives me some uh, confidence on that supplement. Yeah. Okay. A lot of supplements are formulated like that. It, sometimes it's like 120 micrograms of K2, but yeah. some people have listed to suggest two or 400 micrograms of K2. And um, again... There is no cookie cutter solution. No, and it depends on what you're doing through. If you got high levels of stress, if you're if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it, yeah. it, it ups there's the all sorts of variables. You know, this isn't a linear equation that we're talking about here. No, no, there's 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 all different variables. Yeah, okay. like it's you so, know, but you can get vitamin K1 from all the green leafy vegetables, but you're not going to get K2 from it. Yeah, like that's an animal or bacterial only type hmm. nutrient. So, okay, I'm glad that we were able to squeeze some actual valuable information from you here. I was, you were able to really, uh, you know, flex your knowledge there a little bit, and that's fantastic. Like, you are a very, very knowledgeable guy, and I appreciate the wisdom that you're uh, adding into my, my podcast here. Now I've got to ask, like, I want to end this on a fun question. Okay. Because <laughs> it's interesting to me. And I've done it a few times. Right. Vitamin D and perennial sunning. <laughs> sunning your butthole or your balls. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Because it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird concept, but it also makes sense. Because you mentioned about buffers earlier. And there are no buffers when you go that way. That's why you could butt chug a beer and get wasted off of it or whatever not something i've tried not something i've tried <laughs> i've heard that works but i haven't tried it either yeah I'll, I'll leave that one up to other people yeah yeah uh no yeah it's it's a good idea it'd be helpful um with with sun exposure you want to limit yourself sometimes a day is better than others so the morning mm-hmm. uh first sun is uh pretty good um yeah i've heard like 10 minutes tops is all you need yeah. i i i've admittedly <laughs> fuck getting to know me here uh 
I've, uh, yeah, I burnt my butthole one time. I was like, the rest of the day, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm itchy. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, okay, no to the next podcast. I'm going to go ahead and not talk to you anymore. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, yeah, like you got the red light therapies. Like there's a few different brands out there that mm-hmm. are toting that and the benefits. Like, like, so exposure on, yeah, the nether region yep. there. Uh, for men, yeah, like there's big testosterone boosts and and, um, and benefits to that. Being a carnivore follower, yeah, you you know one thing that I have recognized in a big way that is a massive, massive problem to humanity in general is the lack of testosterone. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like it, I, I you know, the the whole demonizing of meat. Yep. is uh is a really big problem i'd, I'd like to add to people. that the demonizing of masculinity well that, that too yeah that's that's another big problem they yeah, made like, they made it awkward for yeah. for you to be a man yeah i appreciate uh jordan peterson's uh viewpoint on that yeah it's uh it's pretty clear um it is it you know you it's can't a, it's a big problem yeah, you can't, you know, like competition is bad and, and everything. Well, and, and and let's be honest here, you know, it's not toxic to be masculine. It's no. toxic to be what society has made you think is a man. And a guy that, you know, sits around and drinks beer and watches sports and stuff isn't a man. Sorry. That's you know, I'm not saying you're not a man, but that's not yeah. being masculine. You know, that's we not something to to aspire to. <laughs> no, no, and, and, and you know, we got like I I don't know about you, but I know my wife likes it when she has a man there that yeah. you know because it's you. Life is about balance. And, you know, a, a, a female is it balances a, a man's emotions, typically, you know, and there's there's they, they, you, you, you need that half of the equation. Yeah, yeah, it's a balance. For sure. You, know, you look at the cell phones that we got sitting by our balls. We were, you know, you got men drinking soy and oat milk and stuff. That's just just increasing the, uh, the estrogen. You load yourself up with Axe or cologne and stuff, which is filled with xenoestrogens. And you, we create this hormonal imbalance in our masculine bodies that should not be there. Yeah, the uh, the decline in in masculinity has has been shown for a while now. You have uh, it, and and then the um, and then the women too with the hormones. You have you have young girls that are you know uh, coming of age sort of quicker. And, oh, absolutely, uh, you know they're they're hitting puberty at, at nine, at ten, much quicker rates at much younger ages, yep. and then the, the the boys are actually not hitting puberty. Anymore. Yeah, they're they're it's. And then becomes that that yeah. big gap. And let's you know, while we're talking about the male imbalance in hormones, let's not forget to chat about you know things like birth control for women. Oh yeah, 
just brutal. The, the women's yeah, <laughs> and, and then on top of that, the the pads and tampons that they're using are full of toxins on their own too. And yeah. you know, it's just imbalancing you uh, at a cellular level, and, and that's you know that's a problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, like your skin will absorb nutrients or toxins to a similar extent as your guts will. It's like this the is, biggest organ in your hole, body. This hole to the back hole there, it's it's exterior. It's actually not a part of your body. It's outside. We just have yeah, that makes doors. sense. Yep. We just have doors that close. Yep. Like everything that's, you know, that down your stomach, your esophagus, your yep. stomach, you know, your small intestine, large intestine, colon out. That everything that's contained in those walls is actually outside. It's mm-hmm. not in your body. It's outside. Wow. So mind yeah. blasted. That's a very good point. Yeah, once once anything in that tube, yep. gets inside your body once it's able to break through any of those membranes mm-hmm. so you have you know like leaky gut kind of thing yep. you know, where you, you have the pores can open up and sneak through bacteria can sneak through once they get through once anything gets through then it's in your body now yes. it's it's on the it's becoming systemic and this is when the problems start occurring but it can happen in in different places you know you could have sepsis or things Things yep. like oh, that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like that's, that's majorly when the problems really start happening, but Oh, it looks like you got some. Yep. <laughs> now we got to wrap her up. I appreciate you very much, Adam. Thank you so much. I'm going to just let you go. I'm going to shoot you a message after this. And uh, once I get this uploaded, I'll send it over to you. Thank you so much for your time. This is, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Okay. Bye.